Name one challenging thing you had to overcome in life. Realizing that not everything's my fault and that um, I can't please and help everybody. That I can only work on myself and I can't fix every situation. Um, I've had a lot of things in my life where I felt like it was my fault and I had to fix it. And the world still goes on, even if that one thing happens and it's not my fault. Real Talk with Star Scorpio, season eight. My guest today is a certified personal trainer, nutritionist, and stretch therapist. I got to learn about that. And because I love working out, I had to have her on my podcast to talk about fitness. I admire people who dedicate their life to help people build a healthy lifestyle. We're going to learn about her personal journey today. So Sarah, welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for coming out on this Thanksgiving day too, right? Yeah, Canada. Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm. So, Sarah, on Real Talk, before we get into the personal training questions and things like that, I like to build a timeline. So first, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born in Windsor, Ontario. Mm. Uh, raised in Windsor, Ontario. Haven't left. Had ideas to leave, but... Um, I I stayed for for personal reasons more so my parents and my family I stayed, mm -hmm. uh, but and this is where I've 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 built my foundation so <laughs> yeah so wait so how old are you though then I am thirty eight so born and raised in Windsor Ontario and then is the majority of your family there too like your extended yes. family as well yes yes every everybody's here actually oh. um, I do have like some aunts and uncles kind of throughout Canada, but uh majority of my family is here. Where's your, what do you call it? Your lineage? Where's, where's your family from? Is, if you go back. <laughs> I am a mutt actually. Uh, my mother is Italian and Irish. Oh. Um, full Italian, full Irish. Uh, mm -hmm. Part of her, her aunts and uncles uh, came here from Italy. Mm -hmm. um, same with Ireland as well. Um, my father is French English and native Indian. We are Cree Indian, we have a Cree background and yeah. a little bit of Scottish in there, but not enough to just a little drop. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, we were Cree Indian and then uh, his mother and father were English and French. Wow. There's a mix going on there yeah. too, right? <laughs> okay. So Windsor, before I get into school, you're on that border, right? Detroit, Windsor, right? Yes. Yes, I am. From where I am right now, where I live, I can get to Detroit within 15 minutes. Mm. And being so close, did you hop over once in a while to go to the yeah. States to do different oh, yeah. things? Oh, okay. We do shopping, concerts. Concerts are very easy to get to. Mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, we used to go grocery shopping over there because the dollar was at par and it was a lot better then. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it, it was very easy to get to and from. Mm. we're a border city so yeah 15 minutes so for us our border we got the buffalo but you know niagara it takes us like a a good hour and a half on a no traffic day to get there but oh, yeah yeah we have yeah we have the bridge and we have the tunnel so i'm right near the tunnel yeah you know what when i went to detroit a while ago to visit my friend mm -hmm. i think i know what you're talking about we went through this tunnel um yeah. to get there right mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very easy. Very easy. <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> okay. Now school days. I always like to learn about the school days. So high school, what did you excel in and what did you enjoy um, in high school? I loved English and drama. Mm. Um, I loved stories and storytelling. And um, I just, it really appealed to me. Mm -hmm. You could be, you can be consumed and entwined with different stories when you were in English and drama. Um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of high school, to be honest. I mean, I excelled pretty well. I was top one top of my class. I did really, really good with my grades. I studied a lot. I also loved psychology. Um, wow. I took those courses, psychology. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and 
I loved law as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't enjoy the whole concept of high school. I, I had friends in different groups, but I just hated how, I mean, my age group, we're talking, you know, 20 something years ago, yeah. um, very clicky, very, you know, you had your mean girls, you had your jocks, you had, and it was just, there was so much separation and I hated that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I mean, when it comes to actual academics, I was, I was good and I enjoyed English and drama. Those are probably my favorites law because I like to argue um, and psychology. <laughs> and uh, psychology. Wait, 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 wait. I, I told you something before we started the podcast, mm-hmm. I hurt my back as you know, right. And mm-hmm. I, I notice when I laugh, it still hurts. So just take it easy on the jokes, right? So, oh man, that hurt. <laughs> you like to argue. Uh, and, and psychology, the, the human brain just fascinates me. I actually took psychology for a little bit outside of high school. So, yeah. Yo, you know, you said something interesting there. So two things. Um, high school for me too. I didn't enjoy high school. I was pretty popular in high school because I could jump. Um, our junior high went up to grade nine actually and most high schools started in grade nine so when i started victoria park we were like fish out of water like everyone already knew each other you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so when i started in grade 10 i was so uncomfortable but i had my clique and i had my older brother yeah and the friends that i knew in the neighborhood so you know it took me a while to assimilate to what's going on Mm -hmm. but one thing that i noticed too was the cliques even though we were cool with everybody, I noticed they had their doors. I don't know if you had the doors. We had the rocker doors, like the hip hop doors and all that stuff. And the Greeks had their crew with the Italians. But, you know, everyone got along. But I noticed the separation, though. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. This is crazy. Yeah. And one thing I did enjoy, though, is drama like you. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to ask you about high school, though, sometimes you take courses and people say, I don't know how I'm going to use this later in life. Mm-hmm. But I notice I'm 49, man. And I'm like, I know that some things I learned in high school did oh. help me out, even at as small as it was. Yeah. Can you relate to that too? Oh yeah. Um, so stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I studied vocal for 10 years. Um, I was oh. a singer. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. Um, and I, to this day, still have terrible, terrible stage fright. But being on stage in drama helped me communicate better with individuals of different backgrounds. Um, It allowed me to put my opinions, my feelings, my fear aside and just talk to people. And um, it helps a lot with what I do now because I'm not afraid to just here I am. This is my door. I have an open door. This is, me this is what you see is what you get mm-hmm. um, and when you're on stage that's what you have to do you have to follow the lines this, this is you this is what you got to do and um it allowed me to be more open and more open-minded mm-hmm. and uh I really enjoyed that part of what it taught me um it was it was definitely a learning curve so yeah yeah I did take that with me yeah yo thanks for sharing that yeah and um, you did touch on psychology too. I oh, really yeah. enjoy psychology, but I didn't. We didn't have that offered in in high school. I took psychology in college, and I really love learning how the mind works mm-hmm. and all the different terms that you can place on something. Where you're like, why is this person person acting like that, or what does this mean? And then you learn the terminology and like, oh, you can you can actually define it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I really like that. Um, we had uh, psychology, anthropology, and sociology in uh, in my high school, and um, I loved abnormal psychology. So, like okay. schizophrenia and bipolar, and you know how that how that works in the brain, and what happens to the person, and how it breaks down. And yeah, I it's just fascinating. <laughs> okay, it's fascinating. So did okay. So before I, I I need to ask you a question about working out too in high school before we get into your personal training stuff but now that you say that did you go to post-secondary were you interested in this line of work for a career though like what direction did you think you were going um after Uh, high school so after high school so i had been fitness 
or enjoyed fitness since I was about 15. Oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. Even though, so there's, there's like a backstory as well, but um, we'll d- get into that in two minutes. Uh, I actually wanted to be a child psychologist when okay. I was, uh, when I was younger and mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted to help children and help um, understand their mind and so that they could have um, a better future and um, kids are so uh, it hard, it's hard for them to regulate their emotions and it's hard to figure out what's really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to help them. Well, I took my first couple of psychology courses, enjoyed it uh, and realized that I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be that person to, you know, a child's coming to me and talking to me and though it's in confidence, you know, my, issues are because I'm having something happen at home Mm. and I'm the type of person that, okay, you sit here. I'm going to not, I'm, I, they'll always be professional, but I wouldn't be able to take that professionalism out. Like I would have to, I want to hurt the parent (laughs) or the person, you know, like, um, you know, wear their voice. And I just, it was too hard for me. I don't, not, not, not the academics aspect, but emotionally it was too hard for me. And and you'd have to desensitize yourself and you'd have to become this cult. Not that they are, but you just have to desensitize yourself from what they're saying sometimes. And I just, I couldn't be that person. Um, And then after that, I, uh, I went to school, became a certified chef. I am a certified chef as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Singer, chef. Wow. Okay. Um, And then, uh, did a few things outside of there. Mm-hmm. And then I studied, uh, I, I wrote my exams and became a personal trainer and nutritionist and mm-hmm. stretch therapist, also healthy eating weight loss coach. And uh, yeah, here we are today. <laughs> so wow. it's been, a, it's been a progress from one aspect, but each course I've ever taken each um, aspect of education that I've ever delved into mm-hmm. has made me the person I am today and made me, adapt to different scenarios and different people and different personalities. So it wasn't forgotten. It wasn't, um, I didn't let it go. I just, um, those courses, those things that I took has helped me to where I am today. So. Yeah. It's building that foundation and big building on something bigger. Um, it all, it all helps to formulate whatever your um, direction goes in life or where you want to go in life. So you did touch on something there that I just want to talk about quick because there are some professions out there that I know I couldn't do either. And you're like saying the psychologist, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, like policing, um, fire, EMS, anything to do with emotions, because it seems like you have to check your emotions. Yeah. Um, And I already know I can't do that because I'm an emotional person like that. Mm-hmm. Take things to heart. And it's hard for me to um, yeah. even cope if I hear things. So I, I think I know what you're talking about. That'd be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I didn't want to become a cold person. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm not saying that, I mean, they have, they're impeccable at what they do. There, there are some amazing psychologists and psychiatrists out there and they, they've clearly helped a number of people and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't just cut myself off, walk through the door and be a different person and, and cut myself off. I, I, again, like you, I'm, I'm a highly emotional person. I'm driven by my emotions and uh, I find what I'm doing now is better for me than, than doing that. So. Yeah. It's, it's like, if you ever, have you ever taken one of those, um, I forgot what you call them, man. But it's like it tells you what career path you should yeah. be on. You know what I'm saying? Those yeah. multiple choice, and then it says these are the industries or careers that fit your personality. It's like a personality yeah. test, kind of, right? Yep. So I don't know if you, if you've taken it and it was like me. Everything was like something about helping people. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of my things. So you too, right? Yeah. Um. A lot of it was customer service, which essentially is helping people. Mm-hmm. Um. That's what I do with customer service. I have to, I'm, I'm there. I advocate for my clients and I advocate for the people that are around me. So mm-hmm. um, that is essentially customer service. So, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now working out. So um, this is something we have in common, but I don't know if, 
it happened to you too. Like I started working out young, like 16, probably in high school, but I always worked out for a year or a year and a half. And then I stopped mm -hmm. like hardcore working out like gym yeah. doing your thing. And then you stop and then it's just basic things you do. But then I go at it again. And that's how it's been throughout my life. Mm -hmm. But when you choose a career that you have chosen, it seems like you you would keep it up because you're representing yourself, your clients and all that. Yeah. But did you go through that struggle too, where it's like hard to stay in shape and keep that going? Well, so that's kind of like a, it's a long answer. So like mm -hmm. I said, I started in fitness when I was 15. I did it back and forth for, for quite some time, but I was anorexic. I was, uh, I was anorexic from the time I was 12 to the time I was 18 when they finally said I was an in and out patient. And, uh, you know, I had to talk to psychologists, I had to talk to a, a dietitian, I got really, really sick. I was, uh, I was 100 pounds, I'm 5'8. So do the math. Uh, it was, uh, it was a hard time. So, but I still I worked out. Um, but my relationship with food and my relationship with myself mm -hmm. um, changed over the years. And that's more of that answer than just working out. Um, I today mm -hmm. work out four or five times a week and I'm happy with that. Um, there have been instances where I overtrained, um, which yeah. is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, and, and especially if you're someone in fitness, it can happen. Overtraining is, is something that can happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and overtraining essentially, you know, you're no longer able to lift the weights you were lifting. You can't progress. You're tired all the time. You're not getting, you're not hungry. Um, there's this whole psychological end like physiological aspect to overtraining. Um, I've burnt out a couple times. Yeah. Um, but the stop and go doesn't doesn't deteriorate your progress. The stop and go allows you to see yourself and to see what works for you and to adapt to new things and to new changes. And sometimes when you stop, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then starting back up again, the problem is the thing is there's no, not problem. Sorry. The benefits to that is that you are still progressing, even mm -hmm. if you stop. So mm -hmm. if you worked out for a year and you stopped for four months and you go back to it. So you, those four months. Okay. So you go back to it. Mm -hmm. You're still benefiting, you're benefiting yourself. Um, and I think that that's a big thing that gets um, thrown around in the fitness industry that you need to keep going. You have to go hard. You have to keep going. You have to go hard. Mm -hmm. There is a mental aspect to fitness and nutrition mm -hmm. and people forget that. So yeah. um, I don't necessarily stop now. Like, I mean, I do take my breaks like I'm supposed to, because as I've learned in the last 20 years, <laughs> yeah. um, it's important to stop. Mm -hmm. to rest and mm -hmm. to rest your mind and to rest your body. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I get it. I, it's all part of it. And I actually seen a post of yours and I think it was about, you're talking about in totality. Um, mm -hmm. But I seen a post where it's like, you said something about in the day, it's just working out that day. It's good. Like don't punish yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're supposed to work out that day and you don't, you need that break. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's I was... important to take breaks. And, you know, there has been so much change in fitness, especially since, and we, you and I grew up in the age where there was no social media, mm -hmm. you know, social media had just started when I was in my twenties and it's progressed to this huge, huge part of our lives. Um, and the fitness industry has grown substantially. It's a great thing when it comes to being able to promote fitness and nutrition, but mm -hmm. it can also be a detriment because there's all these people promoting that, like, you got to keep doing it this way. And this is how it has to be done. And you have to, this is how you have to work out. You, you don't. Right. Punishing ourselves because we didn't work out for one day is not going to deter you from your progress. Sometimes we need to take that break. Sometimes we need that mental deload. For the day and working out becomes a mental load because you this is the weight I have to lift this is the movement I have to do this is how many reps I have to do these are how many sets I have to do that's like a mental load in itself yeah um for some people you know mm -hmm. I mean working out is my stress reliever it's my it's my getaway um but that's for me that's not for everybody else right so 
Oh, well said. Well said, Sarah. Thanks for sharing it. It seems like you have a, a lot of knowledge to drop on people. And I guess this is part of your business, which I want to get into now. So tell everyone the name of your, because you have a studio, right? Yep. I yeah, have a so private studio. studio. Tell everyone about um, the name of your studio because it's on your Instagram yeah. um, and how it all started. Can you just tell me that? Yeah. Um, so my studio is called Velvet Hammer Personal Training. Um, Velvet Hammer, when I was growing up, uh, my mother and my Nana, my mom's mom, uh, always used to say you need to live life with a velvet hammer. So it means you need to be strong, but you can be soft as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hit with, you can hit it hard, but you have a little bit of grace when you do it. Um and uh, I opened my business in 2020, yay, in a pandemic. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been growing. I mean, it, it's it's hard because, you know, big gyms and that are the focus for a lot of people. But going to a big gym is quite intimidating for a lot. So I have that um, ability for people to be more vulnerable. It's just one-on-one. It's just us. We we do our workouts. We talk. We go over nutrition. Um, we have a good time doing it and then they go about their way. And, um, I, uh, I enjoy my studio. I think it's, it's actually right on my property. We built it right on my property. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, we had a detached garage. We gutted it and it's a full studio. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's been going really, really good. It's been growing and I've got to meet some amazing people. I have, I have amazing clients. Um, I've had heartbreaking heartbreaks when people have had to leave me. Of course, I would love people to stay with me forever, but um, I love that I can, I do what I do so that they can go about their day and go into the world and be able to say, Hey, I can go into the gym. Now I know what I'm doing. Um, I mainly focus on um, not just weight training, but fitness training. Um, I focus fo- mobility training, so range of motion, functional movements. Um, we do a lot of, uh, proper form mm-hmm. form is number one when it comes to working out properly. Yeah. I see some um, of your posts the yeah. wrong way and the right way. You, you'll be surprised how many walk people walk and say, yeah, I've worked out for several years and they do one thing and it's, it's, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not just that, but proper form in like the proper stance and how to do it and proper breathing mm. uh, stuff like that's important. So I focus on that first. Um, people, a lot of my clients usually say I'm the nice Sarah. Yeah. Um, and then at first and then six to eight weeks later, I'm the mean Sarah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tell me something. Oh, so you know what? You answered so many questions that I had um, because I want to know what location it is and how was the development of the studio. But now you just answered that perfectly. Yeah. But I want to know something. Mm-hmm. How do you know when someone's really ready to make that change in their life? Because I tried that personal training thing, but I realized it's not for me because I feel like you have to do it properly. So mm-hmm. you are certified in nutrition, personal mm-hmm. training and stress therapy, which I want to ask more about. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, nah, I can't do this because I was really more about just the working out part, which I've helped friends lose weight, but the nutrition part wasn't there. And I'm like, I can't do this for a living because I have to go through what it takes to be a proper, you know what I mean? Okay. But I've had people come to me that said they were ready to lose weight and get into shape. And then I can just, after a few, I was, I was realizing I know who really wants it and who's just saying this for whatever reason. But can you tell when someone's ready to change their life in that respect? Yes. Um, and no. Um, so the no part comes from they make the decision no matter what. Okay. At the end of the day, it is 50-50. I am 50% of your journey. I'm 100% there, but your journey has to come from you saying, I need to do this. And there's a whole thought process. There's a whole thought process wheel that you have to go through. There's I'm thinking about it, but I'm not ready. I'm thinking about it. I'm ready to talk to somebody. I'm thinking about it and I'm going to do this. And then you can go back to, I'm not ready. Um, There's a whole wheel of thought that goes, goes along. 
But when someone walks through my door, it's usually in their body language. And I've been fortunate enough in the jobs that I've had that I've been able to learn to read people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are intimidated when it comes to fitness and nutrition. A lot. It's it's a vulnerable. It's vulnerable. It, you are you are expressing your true vulnerability. You were saying, "Take my body, take my mindset, and help me do better." Mm-hmm. And people who walk through the door, you know, their shoulders are in, and like that's fascia. That's your that's your fascia saying, "I'm I'm like I'm intimidated. I'm scared." Mm-hmm. Um, usually, aren't the people that are fully ready. They're the ones that are just coming in to get basic information. And then they will make the decision later. Mm-hmm. The people that walk through my door that are like loud and proud and happy and laughing. Those are the people that I know are ready. Mm-hmm. Those are the people I know that are, are sitting down with me and actually being themselves. I mean, I won't bite. I'm not, I'm not a mean person by any <laughs> means, but. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they are willing to give me the information I need so I can build your program. So that I can be the best I can be for you. So it's it's a 50-50 when it comes to me knowing and not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know when they walk through the door. It's in their mannerisms and it's in their way they walk and how they carry themselves that I know that this person wants to do this or this person is just here to get information is just not ready. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. There, I mean, there, there are so many people out there that have the mindset that, yeah, I want to work out, but they're just not ready. Mm-hmm. And um, no one says that this journey has to start right today. This journey can start in a month. This journey can start in a year. Mm-hmm. It's your journey. It's your journey. So, yeah. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it it kind of ties into what you were saying before, what we were discussing about, about taking that break too. Because you can say that in any point of your journey. So getting started, you got to get your mind right and everything right when you want to really start. So that could be, like you said, in the month, in the year. It's just like when you're working out, when you need to take that break, you have to take that break for a reason. And I can't explain that in one, but I get what you're saying. And that that makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Okay. So... The next question is about actually seeing that transformation in someone. How does that make you feel? Because I know that feeling too, making that transformation in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that make you feel when you actually see the end result? Because you were saying, I think in the beginning, like some people leave you for whatever reason it is, but you've probably helped someone in that beginning stages where in their mind, they're like, I don't know if I can do this. But you know that they can do it because yeah. you're going to help them do it. How does yeah. that make you feel when you get? I'm proud. I mean, mm. that's, I mean, that's the first word that pops in my mind is proud. Um, that's hard work. It, it's it is really hard. It's your sweat, blood, and tears. I mean, not literal blood, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 your time. It's your dedication. It's all those conversations, and finally, it just clicks for them, and um, it it makes my heart full. It Mm. lets me know that I, I was able to reach somebody, even if it's that one person. And then that one person goes and take, takes what I taught them and teaches somebody else. And Mm. she, and that person teaches somebody else. That's my work going from point A to point Z. And um, I feel very proud and honored. And um, it's, it's the achievement of, I really did this. I this is what I went to school for. This is mm-hmm. what I this is what I studied, and it does mean something to someone. It does matter to someone, and I matter to someone. Mm-hmm. And my encouragement and my dedication to them made them be a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I can say that I molded that, and it makes me undoubtedly happy. And um, sad too because that means they're leaving me. But yeah. <laughs> but it's I, I I have a sense of pride in that in that aspect, and I can say that I have that pride. I mean, I'm not a proudful person, but I feel that sense of pride knowing that they were able to achieve that, and they were able to get to that point, and that they they are happy 
Mm-hmm. Because making people makes me happy. Making people happy makes me happy. Makes happy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. It's so true, you know, because me being older, I look at things so different now, right? That's why I do the donations too, because I, I feel like I want to give back to charities to help people out. I want to have people on my podcast to share their stories, which I'm doing with you today. But I start thinking deeper too. And you just mentioned that because sometimes if I help people out, whether it be if it was working out or just if they had an issue in their life and I gave them advice, I'm only thinking, yeah, I helped in that situation. But you don't know the result of that, how they're treating other people and what it did for them in school and work. They're not missing any more days anymore because they're not taking sick days. Like so many things that that pivot point where you played a factor in their life. Mm-hmm. So I, I like how you worded that because it's so true. It's like a smile goes a long way. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife actually said that the other day. She said she just yesterday, I believe she was in the store and um, this guy in the wheelchair, um, they were in the same area and then she smiled at him and he actually rolled back and said, thank you for that. And he said he was a nurse and he injured his spine and he said your smile just made my day and something he said about keeping going and say like you don't know the impact you have on people's lives yeah. it's amazing yeah. that's why you chose this profession too yeah. <laughs> one thing i want want to ask you about though stretch therapy mm-hmm. i've never heard that before can you just tell um, me about that so a lot of people don't know how to stretch properly um <laughs> stretching is important it is important I mean it's not like it's not the be all and end all but it is very very important um and I thought that it'd be something I could add to my clients workout mm. um and I took it through step stretched academy um they're an American-based company mm-hmm. and uh it was it was more so being able to manipulate the muscle in a way that allows to get a full stretch and a full lengthening of the muscle so that it can heal properly. Um, it's static stretching, so there's no movement in it, but I manipulate the muscle in the body and in a way that allows them to have a good stretch after their workout. And it's, uh, it's benefited them. I've had quite a few clients that say, I'm not a sore. I'm like, Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, damn, oh, there you're killing me. I'm not trying. <laughs> Oh, you know, thanks for sharing that. Um, is it important to stretch before and after, like always before you work out and after you stretch out or what's more important the after? Um, it, it depends on the person. Dynamic stretching is movement stretching. So it's basically mobility and functional movement prior to your workout, mm-hmm. um, which is good because it gets the muscles moving. It gets oxygen into your muscles some blood flow in, um, Static stretching after your workout is is good um, mm-hmm. because it helps elongate the muscles and relaxes the muscle. Uh, I would say it's it's beneficial to do both, but if you're someone that can't get to doing dynamic stretches prior to your workout, if you have a hard time, just time, mm-hmm. it's, it's better to do at least the static afterwards just to get those muscles like relaxed and moving so that they're not so tight and um, it allows you to go about your day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to remember that when you're working out, you're contracting a muscle and, and, and the myofascin is moving in a way that we don't do that. I mean, we squat because we get up and down off of a chair, but do you really load your squats? Like when you're at work getting up and down, do you do that? No, but you're loading it. So you have to remember that that contraction is loaded. Um, the same with your biceps or your chest or whatever muscle you're choosing to work out that day. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now loaded, contracted movements mm-hmm. and you have to remember after that amount of time they can end up being injured if you don't give yourself that little bit of stretch because you need to elongate them you need to relax them um so it's definitely beneficial to do both but if you can't get to the dynamic the static is a lot better after the workout Mm -hmm. thanks for sharing that that's going to help me out now get Mm -hmm. my workout and i kind of like laughed at that because I'm known for not stretching. And that's why I have so many injuries in my life. And it's getting worse with my age too, which is one thing that you're probably trained for and you learned because working out in nutrition 
I believe should be different if you're 20 or if you're 50 yeah. or in between, right? Yeah. 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 Um, we our bodies naturally age, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, our metabolisms change, our muscles change, um, our body changes after a certain period of time. Um, and as we age, you know, the ability to manipulate our muscles, the ability to use our muscles change changes within a 10, 10% every year, like mm. after the age of 30, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I can't train a 20 year old, like I would some of my 50 or 60 year olds, right. um, they can't lift as heavy right away. They can't just get up and go off the ground. They, you know, some of them can't do, you know, loaded squats or back squats because it's compressive. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some of them were runners before and they can't run now because they have injury. And after, you know, injury, your body changes and it heals differently. Um, It's, it's important to understand your demographic and who you're working with. And that's why when I do, like I do a health history with a lot of my clients and I go over everything with them and I talk to them like, I'm like, I want to know if you were injured when you were six years old to do like, you know, did you break your ankle when you were six? Like that will progress to the, wow, to some of the yeah. things we're probably doing now because it healed differently. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's important to understand that not everybody's the same. I don't create a program. I just don't pick from the sky and give Susie the same thing I'm giving John, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, it's based off of you and you, the individual. So if you're 20 years old, I know that these are the things you can do. If you're 50 years old, based off of your history, because you've also lived a lot longer than this 20 year old. I know what you can do. I know what I can push you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to understand like the age and the change and what happens to our bodies, bodies, not just physically, but physiologically as well. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yo, you're schooling me. I'm in session right now. I'm glad you're sharing this information. This is, this is a great podcast. And this is the time where I'm going to ask you, the would you rather question, Sarah? Okay. Let me know. Would you rather visit your younger self and give them advice for the future? Or would you va- or would you rather visit your older self and have them give you advice for what's going on right now? I would have to say my older self because my younger self molded me into the person I am today. Amazing, amazing. Some of the answers I get for that is like, it's always different. And that that was a different one. And it made so much sense. Okay. No matter whether my guest chose their younger or older self, this question is about your younger self. There's four things I'm going to ask. What would you tell your younger self about money? Mm -hmm. Um. It's not the be all and end all of life. Yes, it helps cover the bills, but that um, it money doesn't make who you are. It doesn't dictate who you are. It doesn't dictate um, the the hard work that you've done. Um, money is one aspect of life. It doesn't make things harder. Of course, it does, but um, it's. It doesn't mold you. It doesn't define you. So true. So true. What would you tell your younger self about friends? They come and go. Um, There are some people that are with you for a very long time. And there are some people that are with you for a very short time. No matter that time frame, they have taught you something about yourself. They've taught you something about the world around you. And they have made you who you are regardless if you don't see that now you're on fire (laughs) there's no wrong or right answer for this but i I like i'm digging this okay what would you what would you sarah 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 you should have your own podcast sarah (laughs) what would you tell your younger self about family family doesn't end in blood heard that many times yeah um is important um but they don't make or break you you are your own individual you have your own thoughts you have your own feelings whether they feel that way or not does not make you you 
you make yourself you. Um, I love my family. I'm a family person, but I've had a lot of stuff happen in my family and I've been allowed to growing up, choose my family. I have some amazing friends in my life um, who I love and adore that I call my family, but it's, it doesn't have to just be your mother, your father, your aunts and uncles. Family is who you tell yourself family is. Um, but it doesn't dictate who you are. Mm -hmm. So true. Thanks for sharing that. One more. What would you tell your younger self about love? Get your heart broken. Hmm. Um, love is in the eye of the beholder. And love isn't just a feeling. It's, um, it's, it's in the sunshine. It makes the sun brighter. It's in the smell of the flowers. It makes the smells prettier. Um, love makes you a better person and love makes you a better version of yourself. And love doesn't come from a person or thing place it comes from within bam <laughs> thanks for that sarah that's it you got through those questions now <laughs> the last thing i want to ask you is about social media um so you started in the pandemic which i don't know if you just want to touch on that before i ask this main question because it, it you know it's it kind of challenging to do things <laughs> Um, in the pandemic when it came to rules and everything and opening um, your location mm -hmm. probably presented some challenges. Yeah. But um, the social media aspect, I see you do a lot of your marketing too on mm -hmm. IG. I don't even know if you're on any other platforms. But um, I'm on Facebook as well. Yeah. You're on Facebook too, right? Mm -hmm. So let me know that um, that part of it. Do you enjoy doing the marketing and promotion aspect of it and did you have any challenges opening during covid um i hate promoting myself <laughs> um, I, I mean that with the most sincerity i i i know that i have to promote myself in order to grow my business and i i understand that but like it's so intimidating and mm. it's so like so awkward <laughs> yes um when I go on Instagram or, or I do my, my little videos about stuff, it's more so because like, those are things that have happened to me. Those are things that have like occurred to me. And those are things that like have happened to a client. And I just, I want people to know that like, I'm a real person and I'm, I'm not just telling you this just to sell myself. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it is challenging uh, because there's so much out there. There's yeah. so much out there and there's like, mm -hmm. you know, and, I know I don't look like a typical, you know, personal trainer. I don't, uh, there's a mold, like a mold that people think you have to look like. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's challenging. And uh, I, it, it's, I would say intimidating is the best word I could use. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I like it so that I get to meet new people, I guess, but I don't like having to do it. It's not my most favorite part of my, my job, but yeah. Uh, uh, during the pandemic, it was it was quite challenging. Uh, there were rules and regulations like I had to stand a certain way. I had to stand further away. And um, the bonus about me is that I'm completely private. I am not on commercial property. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I had a little bit more leeway with that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the the mask mandates and all of that, it's it was it was quite challenging to be able to train one with a mask. You really shouldn't. It, it's hard to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, uh, I worked through it. I, I, I maneuvered through it, uh, got, got to the point where we could be fully open. And, um, I, I don't want to have to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I was very fortunate enough that a lot of my clients were understanding and, um, were, uh, we're either willing to do it via Zoom or, or FaceTime um, or, you know, when we could have people here, they were they were OK with coming back. And 
again, a lot of people like that I'm private, so they don't have to deal with other people. It's just them. And I, you know, after every client I fog and like fogging, uh, I do a disinfect. Oh, okay. Uh, I seen that post. Yeah. You did a post like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I disinfect after every client and I clean after, you know, and it, people appreciate that more so than going to a big gym. So, but I mean, navigating through it was, it was hard. I mean, this is the first time we've ever, I've ever experienced that in my lifetime. So, yeah. um, I got through it, but it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> But all those things make you stronger and yeah. it's another milestone. So I'm, I'm proud of you for that. That's amazing, Sarah. Um, before we do the the real talk choice, um, I want you to let people know where they can find you. And also, if you want to share your gym location, uh, the yeah. location of the spot too, go ahead and plug that. Yeah. So um, Velvet Hammer Personal Training, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook um i'm in windsor ontario my address is 503 jeanette um your best option is to either message me through uh through one of those platforms either instagram or facebook uh and we can set up a consultation you consultations are free um it just gives me an opportunity to learn about the person and learn about what they've been through and um, their health history which is very very important um and you get to meet me. So <laughs> I'm the face of Velvet Hammers. <laughs> Most people think my name is Velvet, but no, my name is Sarah. So. <laughs> back, my back. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Before I ask these questions, last thing I'm going to ask you is um, success stories. Do you do you share success stories of others or people yeah, like, can, yeah. I, can I plug anything for you because you helped me so much? Yeah, I, I have some success stories. A lot of people, you know, it's a, again a vulnerability. Um, yeah. I'm very fortunate enough. Like my sister, she, I helped her lose eighty pounds. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's not just that she learned how to like strength train. She had never worked out in a gym, like in a conventional gym before, and lifting weights. And we've had we had a great time. Like her just learning what proper movement was, and that that in itself is a success story. I've had people not just the physical aspect, but the physiological, like their mindset that they never worked out before. And that I changed their, their view of training. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've had clients lose quite a bit of weight. Um, I've had clients be able to lift things again, um, be more mobile again. Like those are success stories to me as well. It's not just about, Oh, I lost 20 pounds. Yay. Way to go. It's, Oh my God, I can lift 20 pounds over my head. I haven't been able to do that since I was a kid or I can get up off the ground without huffing and puffing. That's amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. or going up, up the stairs and, or chasing after my grandkids or, or going for walks without being out of breath. Like that is in itself a good way to look at achievement. Mm -hmm. Achievement just doesn't come from the physical aspect. Mm -hmm. So again, it translates to your life. These little changes you make for yourself, it translates everywhere down, friends, work, everything. Um, you know what? I want to ask you these questions too, right? I forgot to ask this. What is your favorite? Now for you, what is your favorite body part to work out? Oh, it's a toss-up. Mm. Legs and shoulders. Oh, I love, okay. I love shoulders. Okay. Yeah. You know, you... Because... because sorry. <laughs> legs because they're legs you know yeah i like looking strong i like having strong legs you said that do you find that like women love to work out their legs you know that whole you can't skip leg day you know you have to work legs. you have to work your whole body but you said the two that i despise the most and that's where my weakest my tricep was always the one that i liked but the shoulders i hate and i have um what do you call it tendonitis in my shoulders had it for years right so yeah. i hate working on shoulders um and my legs i always hated working on legs but there's things you have to do um but you enjoy that nice shoulders yeah. legs um free weights or machine weights both <clears throat> depends what exercise or um it depends on the exercise i like free weights for you know like the smaller muscle groups again your biceps triceps shoulders um, but I do, I enjoy quite a few machines. Like the leg press is probably my favorite. 
I love the leg press. I can't do back squats. I hurt my lower lumbar years ago. Um, so it's very compressive on my lower lumbar, mm -hmm. but it's a different way. Like I can push with my legs as opposed yeah. to like having the weight on my back. Um, and then like cables are amazing too. Like they're oh, such an unstable cables are an unstable activity that you have to stabilize with your body. So like it, it works you in a different way. It's really hard to make that decision because mm -hmm. like there's benefits to both machines and to, uh, to free weights. Oh, thanks for sharing that. should have known. Um, <laughs> do you believe in cheat days? No, there's no such thing as a cheat day. If you want to have a, if you want to have a cupcake on a Monday, eat the cupcake child, like yeah. eat it, enjoy it and then move on. Yes. Like, if you want to have a pizza piece, a pizza with your friends at a birthday party, or you're going out with your friends on a Saturday, why are you going to save all your calories for one day? Mm -hmm. One day is, is you could hurt yourself more in one day than you could by enjoying a couple slices of pizza on a Friday night with your friends. Yeah. You know, enjoy life. Life isn't just about, you know, broccoli, chicken and rice. It's, it's, enjoy the food obviously do it in like limited amounts if you're trying to achieve a goal mm -hmm. and you know like watch yourself but you know the holidays are coming we just mm -hmm. had thanksgiving like we're in thanksgiving yeah. you know like enjoy the piece of pumpkin pie and move on yeah go back to what you're supposed to do in the next day like obviously don't have monday to saturday a cheat day but or cheats but <laughs> yeah. enjoy it like there's no reason why you can't have a scoop of ice cream every night and put it into your, into your calories for the day or yeah. your macros for the day. There's no reason why you can't have, um, what I love cupcakes. So okay. <laughs> have a cupcake, <laughs> you know, um, you know, for a day or enjoy it. Like I have a son and we'll sometimes have ice cream together, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think I cheat. I don't think cheat days, you need to get away from the idea of cheat days and mm -hmm. just enjoy something with your friends or family or for yourself. I'm glad you said that. Is that one of the misconceptions though? Like, you know how there's a lot of labels out there for things that we grew up with. Right. And then oh. that's why I asked it. And now that you said that I've heard that too. I don't deny yourself of stuff, but that term, I wonder if that should be washed from the whole industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It should, right? I mean, yeah. when I first started out in the industry, yeah, cheat day was a big thing. But as like, you know, like, again, fitness and nutrition is always evolving. Mm -hmm. Like my mindset's changed and grown. And, um, you know, I've I've learned to appreciate food and appreciate my behavior towards it. And, and um, I mean, that took many, many years, like being anorexic and, and going in that background, like it took many years to be able to say, I enjoy this, I'm going to eat this, and I'm not going to harm myself for it and um life is about the little things like mm. so you had a chocolate bar okay yeah it you can burn that chocolate bar off in seven hours just yeah. doing nothing like wow. you it, you don't have to punish yourself you don't have to be mad at yourself you don't have to be angry at yourself because you enjoyed something mm -hmm. um obviously there's foods that can contribute to poor health but i mean it takes eating those in copious amounts to to get to that point and you know you'd have to eat an over abundance of food to really see a change in your body the what you're going to experience more than anything is inflammation and water retention mm. you know to gain a pound of fat for a lot of people and a lot of people out there worry about the weight gain from eating certain things you have to eat 3500 calories above beyond your daily intake of maintenance so if your maintenance is 2,000 calories you have to eat 5,500 calories to gain a pound of fat like it's you're not going to gain that in, in eating a cupcake for a day <laughs> yeah so. Yo, you know I'm glad you broke this down um I am I'm enjoying this conversation near the tail end you're just dropping facts and knowledge and mm -hmm. I feel like you're great to your clients in the way that you probably break, I don't know if the term is stereotypes, because you said a couple things here that's making me think when people see you, maybe they have this thing in their mind about working out as a chore. And I feel like you educate them mm -hmm. to say it's not a chore. It's something you're going to end up enjoying. Mm -hmm. And the food part, some people hear from the internet because now it's just oversaturated with people about 
and you and I've heard it too when I was younger, the cheat day thing and watch your this and watch your that. You don't have to be so hard on yourself. And I feel like when people come to see you, they feel more relieved and now they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm an open book. I you can ask me questions, I will tell you the answer. If I don't know the answer, I'll find the answer. Um like and and nu- nutrition is the hardest part of any fitness journey. Mm-hmm. It is the hardest because we have all these misconceptions and we d- grew up in a diet culture and we grew up with and with so many different things that you have to do and you know different diet pro- I mean there's diet programs that tell you, you can lose 40 pounds in 40 days there's you know um drugs out there that you can take now there's you know different doctors that tell you one thing or the other at the end of the day it's a journey it's not meant to be this you know black it's not black and white and Mm. you can't take it that way and you know people need to understand that it's okay to fall off the journey once in a while it's okay to not understand what you're supposed to do and that's why I'm here I educate I I I want people to know that it's okay to live your life this just becomes part of your life this becomes part of your habit you know and um I want people to know that like it's 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 freeing it's freeing and it's not intimidating it's not scary even though you know you hear all these things on the internet you have to eat this way or you have to do this or you the only way to lose weight is this diet or the only way to you know put on muscle is doing this you know there there is science don't don't let me disregard that there is a science to the human body you know um there are different things that we need to follow that we do need to be aware of but this like I, th- I think I did a post a while ago. There is no such thing as bad food. There's no one thing on this earth that causes weight gain. It's our mm-hmm. behaviors that we associate with that food. Um, again, like I said, to gain a pound of fat, you have to eat the 3,500 calories above your maintenance weight. And um, I people just need to walk away from that and just be like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. Wow. Bam. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Now, the real talk question, do you want me to read out the Blue Jays or the Raptors? Blue Jays. Okay. Name one challenging thing you had to overcome in life. Realizing that not everything's my fault and that... Um, I can't please and help everybody that I can only work on myself and I can't fix every situation. Um, I've had a lot of things in my life where I felt like it was my fault and I had to fix it. And the world still goes on, even if that one thing happens and it's not my fault. Um, that it's not always, it's not me. It's not about me. It's, it's a them problem. And I have to, learn to real. I had to learn to realize I had to learn to accept that and I had to learn to realize that I am my own person and I can only do so much for myself mm-hmm. um that people have that I can't help everybody mm-hmm. and that there are some people out there that just don't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right thanks for sharing now um we're gonna do the donation mm-hmm see who star scorpio is uh, donating to today season eight okay the charities that um, i donate to for season eight are claws kawartha lakes animal wellness society the fundraiser warriors and make a wish foundation so by my hands which one do you want me to pop the left the middle or the right the middle so many people choose the middle. <laughs> the question I just asked you, mm-hmm. it it hardly gets asked. Like in the last few seasons, it's always the other one, which is the memorable moment of your life. But mm-hmm. yours, I haven't asked that in a while. Mm-hmm. The most challenging. Okay. Okay, for season eight. Let's see. Star Scorpio will be donating too. I don't know if you're built to see it. Claws. Oh. 
Yay, I love animals. I love donating to animals. They're Sweet. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh yeah. So you said some so I'll be donating to Claus and um you were saying you would like to donate to the I same would. cause. I would, Amazing. I would. Okay, yeah, so I would. what I will do, I'll give you her information mm -hmm. after her name, Stacy. I'll give you her name. She was actually on my podcast as well. Mm -hmm. I'll give you her information after. All right, Sarah, this has been a pleasure. Um, I might have to have you on again yeah. in the future. And I, I was it. even thinking that I should go to your studio and do, because I like to do a lot of different things. I yeah. might have to interview in person and show the, the studio and all that and do a thing. Yeah, you're welcome to come anytime. Amazing. Is there anything you want to say before we go? Stay happy and healthy. <laughs> Bam. All right. Sarah, thank you for coming out today. This is Real Talk with Star Scorpio. And we out.